so I'm cool with like the monotone colors and the simpleness. I like like that. Honestly, why I like prefer the brand in a way, but yeah. there's a lot more different patterns they could do, like the camo fucks, the snow camo fucks. Uh, but you know they, what I'd love to see is like a plaid. It could be done. I'd love to see like a uh, like a tiger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I or, mean, just or, being creative. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't like have to be a regular thing. It'd just be yeah, one offs. You just, know. Like, well, that's what they limiteds. they do a ton of one offs anyway. Um, and they do a lot of these like symbols. Um, but at the end of the day, though, you know, I don't know their numbers. Oh, I know what crush, numbers yeah. you bring for them. Yeah, let alone but, uh, what everyone else, yeah. Don't fix what ain't broken, you know what I'm yeah. saying? If the, if the simple shit sells, the simple shit sells. Yeah. But you'd, you'd think owning a brand, like, that's at least what I want to do is have fun with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I'll say, uh, and for reference, as we enter the show, this yeah. is the All or Nothing show. Yeah, it's the All or Nothing show. Austin Brock. You yeah. should know us by now. Hope. If not, now Hope. you know. But uh, talking about 10,000, um, but one thing that they do a killer job with, I will say, is branding and like positioning themselves. Yeah. So like when you look at the brand, you're like, this is high dollar premium. And that way, once you get the clothing, the clothing has to match the the experience you expect. Yeah. And for the most part, it does. You know, from the box to, you know, the plastic cover, you rip open the package to the actual quality material. Mm-hmm. It, pr- it pretty much meets um, what you expect, but... Uh, they do a great job, you know, what, you know, as sad as it is, and I want to be posted on the story and, you know, all these other things, they only post basically like there are certain photographers that shoot really high quality photos in the videos. They only repost things that are like, they, they rarely ever repost. The only time they repost is if it's like a high dollar athlete or influencer that they sent out gear to or, or, or they're doing a specific event or something like that. It's very selective. You know, I like that, but at the same time, especially when it goes to reposting, you would want to repost as much as you could on a story. You know, it's something that isn't going on your profile. So you, you, show, you like, would think that people, you would think that, and I think it works really well for most brands. But I think there's also you think people that get hope is that exclusivity. <laughs> yeah, there is that exclusivity yeah. that makes it kind of like cool too, though. I hope I make it this week because like Iron Bolt Jim, you other small businesses. Anytime someone tags you. You're throwing it up. You're, oh, a, you want to show some appreciation, mm-hmm. and B, you know, it definitely makes them feel cool. Like, oh, I definitely want to post next time because they'll repost me. Yeah. You know, um, you know, when I post, you know, a coffee roaster that I get, uh, I love that feeling. Or like, they follow me back. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, but there's something about it. You know, like I mean, you're even going through it a little bit with Instagram too. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't want to follow five thousand people. I like to just follow who's connected to the brand pretty directly and create a brand out yeah. of it. Or like, you know. This is the crew, yeah. Because you know? I want, you know, we've done it for so long. Well, we've done it for a while now, to where I want to be supporting a hundred percent the people that support us. Yeah, you know. So by exclusively, you know, narrowing things down so people can sort of relate and see, like, oh, these people are Jim Flow. Yeah, I want to become a part of that. Yeah. Um, on the topic right out the gate, want to mention that moving forward. This show is obviously going to be on this channel mm-hmm. uh, for the next two weeks. You'll be able to watch this show this Monday and next Monday on the Gym Flow YouTube. But moving forward, go ahead and start switching over, transitioning to the All or Nothing Show YouTube channel, which will be live by the time this show airs. Uh, I haven't created it yet. 
but uh, I just looked. And, it's not taken. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening on probably any other platform, you don't really need to do no, anything. No, no, no. This yeah. is for YouTube only. It's only so, for YouTube. Which, by the way, if but, you're listening on, on Spotify, give YouTube a look. Yeah, but on YouTube, not only do you get to see our ugly faces and the gestures we have and the drinks we, we drink, uh-huh. but... The bigger thing is we're going to upload uh, clips in the future moving forward. So two, three clips a show. Yeah. I know we're not super, you know, original. A bunch of people different do clips. Obviously, Joe Rogan was kind of like a big push for that. But uh, we're doing it not to be a copycat, but more to uh, – we know that not everyone has an hour in the day, two hours in the day. And we bullshit sometimes. And we bullshit sometimes. So here's a quick way that you can grab – interesting topics that we touch on without having to dig through the entire episode. So we'll we'll have clips posted, and even on the shows, once they're on the new channel, we'll have the time codes as well in there so you can skip around a little bit. But anyway, updates, we're leveling up a little bit. 100%. So, again, go ahead and subscribe to the All or Nothing Show channel. The link will be down in the description as well as the comments. I'm just going to load it up. And uh, make sure you subscribe because moving forward after two weeks, no more shows will be posted on the Gemflow YouTube like Brock mentioned, again, just reiterating, nothing's happening or changing with Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah, Thank and um, I, we plan on, as far as I think we talked about, trying to mix in a you know a few bonus episodes a month mm-hmm. that are a little bit more business oriented, especially yeah. small business. So if you are that entrepreneur, you think you might be, or you know anything like that, you you can definitely find value. I think in life in general. Yeah, and speaking of so, value, you know, guys and gals. I want this to be, you know, this is a good a good part of our day here. Hopefully it is for y'all as well, getting to listen to us sort of vent or rant about things we're going through or just bullshit around. Hopefully you just realize we're just your average homeboys. But I, w- I would love to give some type of value back to all you that do follow along and listen to us. So if you ever have any questions, make sure you are, you know, reaching out in the DMs or dropping a question on a comment on YouTube or whatever the case so we can answer something to maybe help more than just you. you yeah, know, before question. you fuck up and do something with your life, business, training, yeah. ask us. Because we've, I've, I've done we've a, certainly. plenty of fucking up. Yeah. So oh, I'd yeah. love to save time and money for you. Yeah, free uh, resource. Because I, I, it looks like I like to give money away quite often with oh, yeah. good business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, thank you all for the support so far. And uh, yeah, hope you all yeah, enjoyed. Flow is like one of those uh, money guns that's just shooting in the stands. Yeah, who wants <laughs> some? You want one? Yeah. You, you want some getting too? getting that, that money shower and yeah. businesses are just like grabbing them from you. You don't even have to ask. Sometimes I'll just give it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sign you, up for some bullshit. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. so. <laughs> um, so how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. Uh, it was kind of low key because I spent... Most of the day, Sarah here. here. She's is she still in the yeah, country. She's still here. Okay, I don't know if she was already. <laughs> uh, but she worked. She worked Thanksgiving, so oh, okay. I spent most of my day here, anyways, doing a lot of like little shit on the back end that I had forgotten to do the week building up to, like creating a blog, which it wasn't an in depth blog, but creating a blog page for people to go see what the deals were and mm-hmm. links to that and stuff like that, just instead of just throwing the deal out on a newsletter and hopefully people catch it. And th- like, there's so many things that I feel like need to go into planning that I did not do and don't do for like big deals, holidays, it's specials tough. that we do. You can get lost in the sauce. I'll be honest. Cause like, especially when you do it by yourself, yeah, it's tough. And you know, I mean, I help as much as I can. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> it's not my full-time gig. And no. honestly, it's not even your full-time gig. You still do personal training. Yeah. You work out on your own time. You know, you, you're meal prepping. You're doing a lot of things. And, you know, everyone's doing a lot of stuff. Well, I, never ex- but I never want you to feel like you're expected to do something. No, no, no. Yeah. And I know I'm not. I do it because I enjoy it because yeah. I'm a friend and, and uh, I feel like part of the brand. 
But even with the gym, sometimes I feel like I throw up posts sometimes pretty last minute. The Toys for Tots thing, for example, was out of our control. We've been thinking about it the past like month, but it took two weeks for them to bring us like the boxes yeah. to do it, and they just came in randomly. Was it the day before Thanksgiving or the day of? The day of, I think. Day of, just dropped boxes and left. Yeah. And uh, so we had to kind of scramble, make some graphics, blah, blah, and just post that today. And we basically have like two and a half weeks to really uh, do the drive. Yeah. But, you know, there should be, with every post, like an email, we should be, honestly, more alive and post more content on Instagram. But it just it gets on the back burner just because, you know, for those who don't know, I have a whole full-time editing job basically as a freelancer for uh different clients across the country and so i spent hours doing that every day and then in between that especially with the marathon i was running hour hour and a half a day and then you know weight training hour and a half a day and then i'm also oh yeah i'm supposed to actually spend time with maddie and my dog and you know next thing you know it's just it's the end of the day you got to go to sleep and you get up and the days just kind of go on and go on and uh when you're trying to plan for something like a Black Friday, it's easy to forget those little things. You, you like know the deal in your head, yeah. but the next thing you know, you're like, shit, it's Thursday. It is. So, you know, yeah, I get it. So uh, I definitely piled in a ton of shit Thanksgiving Day, but I didn't have really festivities pop off till later that afternoon, so I was able to come in here, crank out a few hours, rolled to my sister's house, and I don't know if you noticed, but it wasn't on purpose. I rolled to my sister's house, ate, a fuck ton of food, like two or about a plate of heavy and like a little half plate. Yeah. Had a couple beers. And next thing you know, I was passed out at like six in their little, my niece's bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up at eight, like eight fifteen. I was like, oh fuck, Black Friday just dropped. I got a post. <laughs> so I woke up at like eight thirty and just dropped a bunch of posts. Hey, we're live. Even though it dropped like an hour and a half earlier. And, uh. Yeah, I was a little late to my. Did own you game. have the website like preset? Yeah, the, to the website okay. was already preset. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the post, like, no social media went out at all on time. Yeah, better late than ever. How was the food? Food was uh, good. We've deep fried our turkeys. Um, first one was a little dry. Second one came out perfect, and mashed potatoed up, dude. That's I stuck with meat and potatoes pretty much. Meat and potatoes. So I I don't know what's wrong with the past few years, but it's not one of those, you know, I know we talked about before, everyone's yeah. posting like, oh, memories over macros, like you don't need to track your food. And I'm not about to say you should. I'm not, I'm literally like same, yeah. same, same concept. I believe in that. But just, it's almost like this moral righteousness, virtue signaling to post on your story like, hey, just a reminder that mac and cheese is, is for nostalgia and love and happiness. It's not about the fats and carbs. It's like, sure, but we can also acknowledge both truths. Yes. But anyway, I feel like the past few years, I haven't eaten that much on Thanksgiving. And not because I'm like trying to hold back. I'm really not. But I, I think I'm just filling up on the turkey and I just don't have the appetite maybe I used to when I was younger. Uh, but you know, and part of it too, is I try and cause sometimes I go over to Maddie's family and I don't know, they'll say one o'clock for the Thanksgiving dinner or yeah. it could be any day. It's really like three thirty mm-hmm. or two o'clock by the time we're eating. So I think I went in with a little bit of food in my stomach. Pre meal. Pre a little bit of a pre meal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, they had a great, great Thanksgiving dinner. It was a pretty good Turkey overall, not too dry. Uh, of course, my biggest favorite is that sweet potato with marshmallows. I mean, just hit. You yeah, can't. You, you really can't jam. fuck it up. Yeah, you really can't. I had some at my joint. Didn't touch it. 
Really? I went too heavy on the mashed potatoes. I got this fucking, yeah. Went too heavy. And I they didn't have mashed potatoes, uh, so I didn't touch that. Yeah. They had some mac and cheese. It was all right. A little bit of stuffing, all right. But nothing really grabbed my attention like the uh, sweet potato. Uh, what else did they have? No really veggies. Oh, no veggies? Yeah. I don't think mine had any veggies either. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I did have a good solid piece was I had some cheesecake that uh, Maddie's brother's girlfriend had brought. And then uh, that was that was mostly it. But I filled it up pretty good over there. I had a good amount of turkey, blah, blah, blah. But by the time I went to my family's, do you remember last year's podcast where I ripped on my family's Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, yeah. And then my mom was she upset it. about it. Yeah. And she was, uh, she was pretty offended about it. So <laughs> this year, <laughs> this year I got to shit on them again. <laughs> uh, bring this it. This year. All right. So you got the traditional dry as the Sahara Desert turkey you might as well grab a handful of sand and just eat that you know i mean i didn't even touch the white meat because it yeah. was it was like that the dark meats you know that was fine it's not it's hard to make that dry so that yeah. was fun but maddie i saw her put on her plate like two pieces of that white meat and i was like do you want me to get you the whole bottle of ketchup yeah, I, was about, I was about to say that and you need a tall glass of water yeah it took her a while <laughs> to finish it and then uh the what was even next on the table? I remember the green beans. So I, I like green beans. You like green beans? Uh, it's okay. They're okay. Okay. You don't you don't expect much flavor, but these green beans were like rubber water. Mm. You know, I mean, it was just there was no flavor. The only flavor you had was like this rubber coating of whatever these reheated like green beans were. Uh, don't think there was any mac and cheese. Now the corn pudding was okay. Granted, my mom. Uh, she said she didn't have her usual recipe, but I think I'm just getting a little bit over corn pudding. It's almost like baby food, yeah. the texture of it. Uh, the mashed potatoes were, I was going <laughs> to get myself a spoonful and it was so clumpy. I just left it. I went to get a scoop and then I put the scoop back in there. I and said, this, you know what? Yeah. I said, you know what? On. I don't even want it. This is why you're not the number one. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I had a <laughs> chance, but now after this, I hope she doesn't listen to this one. But last year she did, and she she brought it up for yeah. Christmas. Christmas was good. Yeah. So maybe this is the motivation she needs. Well, sometimes you need some truth. Well, let me finish. Sweet potato was all right. Um, it it was good. It was very good. It's hard again. It's hard to fuck that up. Uh, and then oh yeah, here's the here's the thing that pissed me off to end <laughs> off the Thanksgiving. Oh, shit. So, Maddie's family. I don't know why they never do pumpkin pie. Okay. I don't think that's a normal thing, right? Like Thanksgiving, a, a must. Where, where do you have pumpkin pie? Thanksgiving. Where else that's do you the have season. it? Season, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So, I knew my family would. So they had a pumpkin pie. I was like, all right, cool. I can I can get a slice of pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. So we finished dinner. We're sitting in the living room, and my mom goes, "Okay, I'll go get the desserts. I'll put the uh, pies in the oven, let them heat up a little bit." Because they had a pecan, a pumpkin, a sweet potato, and I thought to myself, "Why the hell would you heat up a pumpkin pie?" And here's yeah, no. why you don't, because I went to get a piece, and as soon as apart. I take a bite, no, it didn't fall apart, but it's <gasps> mushy, and you don't want warm, mushy pie, and it's just gross. It depends. Yeah, it depends on the pie, but definitely not a pecan pie. pie. Fine. Yeah. Apple pie, perfect. Yeah. Blueberry, perfect. Cherry. No, I get you. But a pumpkin pie. I get you. No, you don't want that warm. And uh, so I, I took one bite, said nope, put that down. And uh, had, there was coconut cake, so that was good. But so what, you order a pizza? I would, <laughs> Dude, I should have. You know what? I'm calling Domino's. No, luckily, I, I, I was full enough from the other dinner. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just 
the food I'm eating isn't it appetizing, or if I'm just being a picky bitch and I'm not too hungry on these days anymore. But I feel like the whole thing about Thanksgiving is the food. I mean, it's family too. It is. It's family too, but it's family and food. But and you if you're missing deny, food, yeah. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. It's you not just a, when you say Thanksgiving, it's like we oh, can do a get together anytime. We're gonna feast. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving should be a feast. I should leave stuffed. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I was disappointed. Damn. I was disappointed. But uh, you know, maybe. There's always Christmas. Yeah, there's always Christmas. There's there's a uh, a chance for you got time for redemption. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say there's time for redemption. So we'll see. But I felt I figured I had to drop that bomb because uh, damn, I don't know. But I told Maddie I was like, you know, in the future when we're like, you know, the Thanksgiving like family or whatever we're doing for our kids, whatever it is, I was like, I don't care if I gotta slave away. We gotta have a good. We gotta have good food. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to be that family that's just you know eating. Stovetop stuffing and just garbage turkey from the Publix. You know, I just can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at worst case scenario, you could at least buy out. Yeah, I could, could, could. Damn, son. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your. Uh... I hope yours was better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was it was good. Better. It was good. It put me to bed. Fucking That's put me good. to bed. But uh, that doesn't take much sometimes. No, nah, you, t- you take the caffeine from you, and you'll you'll go right to bed. And that's yeah, that was another thing that was brought up. My brother-in-law thinks I have uh, narcolepsy, which is like where you just pass out randomly. No, I think I just I well not the, I don't. So here's the deal: I'm here a long time throughout the day. I'm not working every single hour, but some days are longer than others. And by the time I make it home, especially after working out and biking. As soon as I sit my body down, if I stay standing or like moving, I can stay up for. Dude, hours I know what it is. What it is is, I'm sure caffeine plays a part. Well, yeah. But the biggest thing is, you don't get as much sleep as like I do. No, I got like I, I got just under five hours last night. Yeah, like I, because when you were telling me your schedule one day is, you know, a lot of times you're getting home at like seven o'clock, somewhat similar to me, but a little bit later most days. And what you end up doing is staying up a little bit later, eating food, whatever. Yeah. I get home, Maddie and I will like watch one episode of Netflix, take Dobie out and go to bed. So we're in bed by eight. I'm up at like three fifty. Worst scenario, I'll get seven hours of sleep. But I'm usually yeah. getting eight. But I know you're getting like four, five, six at best. You Last know? night I stayed up with Sarah to watch because it was her night off yeah. from the hospital. So I stayed up with her to watch a movie. The movie ended at like eleven. Yeah. Took a shower, got in bed, eleven forty. Yeah. Set the alarm for three forty five. Up and at them. Yeah. Let's go. go. Four and go. a half Jocko hours of mode. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pay for it tomorrow, probably. Yeah. But usually I don't go to bed that late. Usually it's like closer to but 10. But I get it when, you know, you want to spend time with a loved one. They yeah. work weird hours. You, you know, you got to accommodate. But uh, s- people sleep on sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sleep unless is you, so. Unless you're Tasha. Unless you're Tasha. <laughs> yeah. Get the sleepy jeans. The sleepy jeans. Yeah. But I. Sleep is just so important, man. It's so like nonchalant because you don't really think about it. Just like water, you don't really think about it. But like the difference between getting in like let's say a half gallon a day and a full gallon like over time, or getting in eight hours of sleep every day versus yeah. six hours, like it shows up not just in studies showing oh it'll add like another few years of your life, but just how you feel, how you operate, how, how much you maybe don't need as much coffee as you thought you know during the work day. Yeah, but I should prioritize that a lot more. I mean, I should think about it a lot. It's more. a bitch to do, but but you gotta almost like really be hard on yourself about that. I uh, like bedtime. Yeah, which sometimes you know, like I mentioned, sometimes I can get home at seven thirty or eight, 
And before I even get to shower, I'll sit down to eat something at the either the table mm-hmm. or the couch with Sarah, and I'll conk out and I'm I'm up at three three AM still in the same clothes <laughs> from last night. Like, oh shit, I gotta shower and get yeah. the fuck to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been bad. But uh good weekend. Went down to the property, painted the house, got a first coat around the whole house. Uh, then came out here both days, did the bike, did an hour Saturday, hour Sunday. That was one thing I wanted to talk about because you threw it in the Facebook group, which if if you're a Facebook kind of person, there is a Gym Flow Facebook group. Yeah, private group. Yeah. Got to be accepted, but yeah. we accept all. <laughs> we accept, accept all. Accept you It's weirdos. private, but everyone yeah. gets in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you mentioned how basically you were working through the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, did time at the property. And you've been doing that basically every weekend, and I was glad to see – that uh, and we can touch on that even more later. But that you still came in, got some uh, work in on the cycle bike, yeah. um, and you know it's a tough choice to make when you work through the week. You you constantly are kind of like searching for that that break, that time to just like relax a little bit, and especially when everyone else is doing that, yeah, and taking a holiday weekend. It's hard to still make that choice when you look at your watch at 6 p.m. You've, you've done a good amount. You could call it a day. I could have. But coming here, you know you'll be that much more happy and proud that you did it. I think about shit that you've said. Uh, not just you, but like other things I see. Other, You know, people that are high achievers or that want more out of themselves, you just sometimes you have to stay late. Sometimes, And I, I knew I would have regretted and it's a saying that you said a lot, regretted doing that extra or staying later and doing that. Like, I would have regretted not doing that. Looking back, if I would have made it home, if I would have just cut, called it early, would have went home, sat on the couch, had an extra hour to my night because I did an hour on the bike, I would have sat there right before bed and been like, damn, mm-hmm. I could have rode that bike, but I didn't. I feel like I've never in my life gone, man, wish I would have watched that Netflix episode. I could have watched that one last night. Or, man, I missed that football game. Like, should have stayed up and watched that one i never really do that but you do get home early and you realize damn i fucking skimped i only did three miles or oh i skipped that workout or you know i just know the person i want to be or yeah. tr- i want to try and be and work towards and i just realize that, me that's going not getting you any further yeah. would just put me in the same cycle of what i don't want to be is that person that's just like oh i've done enough Oh, I'm I'm like, which there comes a point where it's like, hey, you do maybe need time here or there, but I'm not trying to be a hardo. Yeah. But uh, you have to hold a standard to some point for yourself if you want to get better. Yeah, you got to walk the line and find the right balance for you of, you know, some relaxation time, some me time, you know, a little bit of a break from, from the hustle and bustle, but also a strong sense of discipline and sticking to becoming better and productive every day and ideally you can almost work up that productivity percentage of your day higher and higher till you find you know a balance that you can maintain without losing your like mental health or stability yeah and then over time ideally you become successful enough you can kind of regain a little bit of that but if you're if you're not where you want to be that that high achiever discipline mindset and behavior has to be higher than what's comfortable yeah you know you have to basically push that threshold higher and higher just as you would the weights in the gym progressively overload that level of discipline 
until you kind of get to where where you're trying to be. And then, you know, if you want to maintain around that level, you can do that. Or you yeah. could at least take a little deload, you know, in a, in a sense. Take a vacation. I've also noticed that me coming in here, you know, especially working with Ronnie, having like, all right, I need to crush this amount of time on the weekends or this amount of time for the week, knowing that I have a goal, first off. And then second off, giving myself that like that little bit of struggle at the end of the day getting that done that sense of accomplishment made any stress of the day sort of that much less do you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah so like whether i was stressed about financials or whatever else some of it it just gets a lot more or less sharp when you feel accomplished you got something done whether it was the bike or the run or whatever. That's what running part. does for me is yeah. it's like that decompression at the end of the day where sometimes on my run, I tell you most of the time I don't listen to music or anything. And a lot of times I'm thinking about work I have to do, stress, what I'm doing tomorrow, blah, blah, what I need to do when I get home. But all that that would normally stress me if I was sitting at home or at my car or in my office, when I'm running, it almost slowly like that level of thought and stress and all that just kind of slowly comes down. It becomes more manageable. Mm-hmm. It's just how it feels, at least. And like you said, there is that accomplishment when you're done. Watch beeps. I look. I'm like, okay, dude, run yeah. done. And I, I'm able to rest easier at night, knowing that I just, I, if, if you all, maximize if, the day. Yeah. If everything else shit the bed, at least I got something done. Yeah. Which, not every day is that bad. But you know, I'm sure everybody can relate to having yeah. some rough days. If you can finish the day with one accomplishment like that, you'll feel so Take much better. Take it every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. How has uh, cycling been recently? Sucks. <laughs> uh, I think it's been I more mental. We, I talked to you about making sure cold or not getting out there at least a few times a week yeah, on the so bike. Yeah, so that's definitely something uh, I want to set, get clothes, because I'm very low on like winter clothes. Mm-hmm. I... We work in a gym all day, so I just wear gym attire, mm-hmm. like shorts, and if at best, a hoodie. Mm-hmm. So I need to get some good pants, or at least one set of decent pants. I was waiting for you to plug uh, some type of... Uh, there <laughs> is an apparel brand that has a code Covington yeah. that uh, today's your last chance to, to save. Oh, shit. Um, but get, get gear for outdoor <laughs> winter rides. Um, I don't plan on riding every single weekend outside, but I would like to at least do one. Whether it's just a quick hour, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then do two hours on the station or, or hopefully not that much. But, you know, split it up to where I can get my hours in for the week, my quota, but get outside a little bit into the weather. And just regardless, being on a real bike is so much different from that stationary. It is. It's super different. So and whether even, it's cold or hot, it's just that much different. Yeah. And even with uh, running... I feel like it's less different from treadmill outside, but it's still a difference, certainly. And, excuse me, one thing that I'm uh, definitely trying to do as well is making sure I am staying outside. So, like I told you, a couple things I did to kind of prepare for the winter season, get a headlamp and heavy jacket and pants and tights and blah, blah, blah. And I still plan on doing, if I'm running six, seven days a week, I still plan on getting outside for three to four runs a week and basically everything over six miles I'll do outside, but I'm not going to stress too, too bad about mixing in two to three uh, treadmill runs a week, just like my three mile, four mile runs, just because it's a little bit convenient with, especially the holidays, things have been a little bit stressful time management wise. So just doing it at the gym has been helpful. And then also it's cold as shit. 
and it's super uncomfortable. And not only not only is it the discomfort, but more, I only have two pairs of tights and so many pants. So if I'm running every day, you'd go through them so quick, and I don't yeah. want to kill Maddie with the laundry. So it saves a little bit with that. But uh, one thing I am uh, changing up a little bit with my training. So I'm, I keep things kind of modest heading into December, a little bit intro of January. But I don't know if you saw my story. I signed up for 50K race. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be mid March. It's gonna be March twelfth. And so where's that at? It's over in I believe Love, Virginia. It's like two and a half hours, like western north from where we're at. Trail. Yeah, it's a trail run. So it goes along. I think it's something called like the George Washington Trail or something Washington something Trail. But anyway, uh, should be fairly scenic. With Virginia, you never know the temperatures. Could be cold as shit yeah. that day. Could be warm. Especially up in the mountains. Up in the mountains, yeah. So there's definitely, with it being a trail, interesting terrain and different elevation gain and loss. So it'll be a good challenge. Um, they have a 50 mile option, a 50k and a 25k. Uh, I don't feel like I'm quite ready for the 50 miler. How many miles is 50k? 31 miles. 31. So a little bit over a marathon, and then with it being a trail and the elevation gain, it's a good bit harder than a marathon. I don't. I'm not going to say. I, who am I? Never. I haven't ran more than a mile in like since last year. You ran like a mile and a half with me that yeah, one time. Yeah, it's died on flat pavement. <laughs> but I feel like a trail would make it not go by that much quicker, but at least give you something like you get those different elevations. Well, the scenes and it just makes. It I go think by it plays easier. into my favor better, and I'll tell mentally? you. So mentally, it's more interesting and scenic, and you know, it almost <clears throat> keeps your mind engaged more because. You do have to watch where Rocks, you're stepping. Trees. Yeah, and uh, it'll be mostly. Uh, there's some parts paved, some parts gravel, so it's not like I'm, you know, jumping over roots. Uh, but there are, for the most part, I do have to keep an eye where I'm stepping. It's a little bit more technical, but I think where it plays in my favor more versus a marathon is you're supposed to walk or hike certain spots. You know, if it's a really steep decline, you're not supposed to run that. No. If it's a steep incline, if you're going around rocks or trees or whatever, you're not supposed to run those. I mean, you can try and power hike, yeah. but but it's almost like there's more spots that are not only like walkable, but you're encouraged to like pace yourself a little bit differently for this kind of stuff. So like the cutoff time is 12 hours. Yeah. So you have a long time to run 31 miles, but you wouldn't run this. You'd run maybe the, let's say, like if you ran the distance, maybe you could run the marathon distance 31 miles in like five hours, six hours if you're fairly efficient. But with it being a trail, the elevation gain, the different terrain, it's probably, it's probably going to take somewhere between like eight to 10 hours for most people. Yeah. So I'm hoping to shoot something for like a 10, 11 hour rather than chasing that cutoff time. Uh, but, you know, we'll see where we end up. But with that, you know, change and that, that, uh, that race set, I plan on hitting the Pocahontas State Park once a week and making that like my key run for the week. So all other runs will still be how I've normally been doing it, working on some speed, working on uh, some distance, uh, adding in just overall mileage, you know, to my volume for the week. But that trail run, I'm going to operate a little bit differently with it. Uh, It's going to start, you know, fairly long, something like, you know, probably like an hour, hour and a half of a run. But then what I plan on doing, instead of adding mileage over time in each week, I'll be adding time. Because for the most part, I'm focused on being efficient and productive time on feet for an ultra race. I'm just focused on moving forward. Yeah. Whether I'm running, walking, <laughs> hiking, whatever. I just need to keep moving forward. 
because more time I need to stop, more time my legs like just kick out or tired. Yeah, that's the problem that's slowing me down. So uh, I'm gonna basically plan these runs based off, like I said, time. I'm gonna try and uh, add time each week, whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, over two weeks, whatever it is, and build that up to maybe, let's say, one of my training workouts closer to the race might be like a five-hour trail run. And I don't care if I'm running the entire time, but I need to just keep moving forward. And then I'm also going to take breaks where the aid stations will be. So if it's like the first aid station is 14 miles in, at 14 miles over at Pocahontas State Park, I'll take a five-minute break, refuel, do whatever. I'm trying to simulate, you know, race uh, experience. Yeah. So really excited to kind of plan that out a little bit more because the long-term vision is that 100-mile race and consistently running ultra marathons, which are pretty much all trail races for the most part. So this will be like almost my first kind of step into that, and uh, I'm excited about it. I don't know how far the trails are, but I've ran a couple of them years ago with Sarah, and uh, they're pretty good trails. To me, because I've been on a couple. I've been Poor Farm. I've been Buttermilk um, and Forest Hill Park. There's quite a few trails mm-hmm. in the woods through there around the pond yeah, and whatnot. Are. I don't know how long they are. Probably not long enough. You'd probably have to run a few laps. Through. They're like, uh, I think uh, one guy I know, he used to run the Buttermilk, the North Bank, and the Forest Hill went a lot. And I think if you like loop them together and things like that, you yeah. can get some distance. But I think they're that one might be like five or seven miles, so yeah, not quite not, as long. It's not crazy long. But my gripe about those is... They're a little too technical, you know, especially at least the um, there's the, a lot of twists the buttermilk and turns. when I ran it. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of twists and turns, walking across a little creek. Yeah, like that's fine for the most part. It is a good experience to mix in, but you know, it's just it, it's better to get some more like quality distance running in. It's hard to do on that. Do you think? I mean, obviously you'll be able to look ahead of time, but this is something that I just thought of now. Your shoes getting wet? Would you have to run through any creeks in the real one? Possibly, possibly. Some races do. Some some races you literally are walking across like a you know an- <laughs> ankle deep river. You know that makes uh, the uh, run a little heavier. Well, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing is just packing in your drop bags at each aid station, like uh, change of socks. Yeah. But your shoes, you know, most trail shoes are are made to handle water, and also probably they probably are made with like quick drying type material. So I'm not too worried about that. Besides, you know, cold feet, cold socks, yeah. and swapping those out. But that's something, again, I could throw in, like, my uh, vest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's yeah. a big run. Yeah. But I am uh, looking forward to that a lot. It was something that I knew I wanted to get uh, a race in in the spring. And I was trying to figure out when uh would make a good make, make good sense and also give me enough time to train for it. And I saw that one pop up, and I was like, you just got to, you know, sign up for it do it. Yeah. Put I it on the calendar. It does take, like, just a commitment to do, and which yeah. helped with – when I was cycling a lot more outside for the 100 that I was trying to do, you know, just committing, just, oh, I'm going to do it. But uh, since I'm very green at it, it definitely kicked me in the dick a lot more. And I'm going to try and put a video here together for YouTube uh, explaining my route moving forward now with that. But uh, I still yeah. haven't really picked a date yet. Well, I know I we say. wanted to have a date on this show. I haven't looked at the calendar at all to figure out when I should do a 70. I was going to say I wanted to um – here, what you're just, you know, you don't have to have anything set in stone, but almost just kind of. I think by the uh, next one, I could have a date. Free wing in your mind, like how you're feeling about it right now. Because I <laughs> was thinking about it the other day, I was like, I'm sure in a way, not in like a egotistical way, but ideally, 
seeing the stuff I'm doing helps push you and relate in your cycle journey. And in the same way, it gives me energy back when I see you kicking ass and getting better too. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a cycle like that. And so I feel that with buying the bike, it was a big commitment and a, and a you know, a good commitment. And with Ronnie being a great resource for uh, programming and telling you kind of what to do for the most part, I feel like you have exactly what you need yeah. to make it happen. It's just, you know, committing to it. And like I said, through this tough season of winter, figuring out, okay, when can you get on the bike? When can you, you know, stay inside? And still just, again, like pushing pushing things forward and such. Yeah. It's just overall, you know, I tried to swallow way more than I could chew, which Ronnie had told me he's way more experienced than most of us with cycling. He's like, that's most people wouldn't go for a hundred when they just did a 30, you know, not too long ago, whatever. And, you know, he still says, Oh, if I wanted to do it, I could probably still go do it before my birthday. It would just take many more hours than I would like it to. I wouldn't be able to do the pace, whatever. So he said going for a 70 next would be good. He didn't say a particular time. He just gave me sort of like a maintenance thing to do in the next week or so just to continue getting hours, consistent hours per and week. And then kind of ramp it up Then slowly. probably get back hopefully into programming of like here's some wattages I need to follow, some you know some splits yeah. and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. That's good, though. <clears throat> yeah. Because I'm eager to just see where you can take that because I think, you know, for you I think it helps – both personally, I think, you know, I think you originally said it, the biggest thing for you is just building up the mental toughness. Yeah. And I think it'll do that for you tenfold. But then also, I think the physical conditioning and just the value it'll add to your life, like you said, you know, lower stress and yes. just different level of accomplishment, I think will bleed into everything, not only your personal life relationships, but also gym flow. I think it gives more of an identity to where gym flow is headed as an overall performance-based brand uh, and nutritional you know, supplementation company. And I think it's good to, for people to also see the owner, the people behind the brand, you know, backing up what the brand's all about and living the, life. and living the lifestyle and things like that. So, and also again, the work ethic, the discipline or whatever carries into the actual uh, management and, you know, processes behind the brand. So, yeah. I'm I'm eager to see kind of where it, where it goes in the long run. I think it's already led to a lot of like positive changes and things um, in your life and in the business. So um, excited to see it. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. But uh, as far as topics, you got any? Yeah, I didn't get. I was going to say I had. Um, oh no, we hit everything. <clears throat> damn. God damn. Very nice. I know. We just naturally weaved it in. Well. I don't really have anything else on the top of my head, but I did want to mention, hopefully here moving forward, we're going to have some guests appear on the show. So hopefully yeah. you all get excited for that. Keep up on uh, social media, making sure that you at least switch to the new channel, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have anybody you'd like to see on the show or you think relates to what we talk about and moving it forward, make yeah. sure you let them know about us and drop them in the comments. We'll reach out to them. Yeah, and then, uh, again, a reminder, we have the deadlift competition at Iron Bill Gym, December 18th. If you are interested in winning some money with some cash prizes and any proceeds that we make <coughs> are going to the Salvation Army. So, good excuse to PR, go crazy, lift heavy, potentially win either $200, $100, $50 prize, cash prize, or worst scenario, 
the money is still going to a great cause. Again, December 18th at Iron Bell Gym. For more information, go to our, our uh, Instagram page. You can sign up via the link in our bio. I think a lot of people, quick brief, and you'd explain yeah. it better than me. The ranking systems, not for the heaviest deadlift. Oh, that's there. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people get to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck. I'm yeah, yeah. So it's not just the heaviest deadlift. It's based off your dot score, which... Just like your body weight. For yeah, for the most part, it's a it's a system. I had one guy kind of explain it to me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because I was just familiar that that was what you know most powerlifting competitions are kind of like doing. Um, at least when they kind of negate body weight. But basically, the Wilkes used to be that same concept, where it's like <clears throat> body weight, but also taking into account like you know the poundage lifted, body weight, whatever. But it always uh, apparently favorite heavier lifters but the dot score is apparently a little bit more fair and universal so that's what we're using dot score so it's not purely just whoever lifts the heaviest yeah. there's other factors uh, involved as well so you have a chance yes everybody it's, <laughs> everybody, everybody does you could show up being 110 yeah. pounds and win yeah yeah you know so that's the deal with iron belt jam we should have some more machines uh coming soon too i think at santa's workshop they're almost done with the arsenal strength machines yeah. so south we'll see yeah, they're at the South Pole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, guys, follow us in the description below. Keep up with us. We'll see you all next week. See ya. See ya.